Welcome to the Real Estate Masters Podcast, a podcast with top real estate agents sharing insights of how they've grown their business. Every guest is unique and serves different markets, so you will find value in each and every episode. And now our host, Executive Coach, April Mack. Welcome. I'm so excited to be back with you. We had some delays in getting uh, this episode out, not because of my guest today, but because of previous guests, it just had some random circumstances come up. I mean, dental work and basements flooding and technical issues. And so we have just had a little bit of delay in our progression of our episodes, but don't worry. We now have several in the pipeline and I'm going to do everything I can to prevent that from happening again. In addition, I had a death in my extended family. Um, My 92-year-old uncle passed away in California, so I took my 76-year-old mom and traveled with her because I'm the chauffeur and all of that kind of stuff and and took her. uh, We flew to California for a burial for him. And so, Anyway, just a lot of delays and I hate excuses. I have a motto, no excuses. So that's all I'm going to share about that. But we're back and we should not have any further delays. I appreciate you so much. And so I just want to remind you, please subscribe to the podcast. Give us some good reviews and share with your peers. Let them know that they can get some real encouragement and inspiration from listening to these podcast interviews. I believe that you find value in them or you wouldn't be here listening. So again, thank you. I am excited about this guest. Today, I'm interviewing Matt Bergen. He's with the Fidelis Group. He is the leader of the Fidelis Group, I should say. Remax One out of California, Maryland. They are award-winning. They have are in the Remax Hall of Fame, and they have just received the Diamond Team Award. One of the things that I loved about Matt, and this interview, no joke, is just crammed full of some great content that you're just going to want to be very open-minded about some things that he's going to share today. But one of the things that he really, I believe, lives by is their motto on their website of unparalleled service is our standard. And Matt just continually talks about service. They have literally grown this business because of the service that they provide to their clients. And it's really amazing and impeccable. And the mindset that he has that really is very different than so many people that you encounter day to day. He uses this line in the interview where he says, people before your pockets. And he's going to explain that and what that means and how they actually live that in their business models. So you're going to love this interview. I'm going to quit talking and we're just going to get right to the interview with Matt Bergen out of California, Maryland. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for being a part of the Real Estate Masters podcast today. I appreciate your time. Tell us all about you. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you for having me. My name is Matt Bergen. I'm the team leader of the Fidelis Group. We're a real estate team in Remax One that operates in the state of Maryland and Virginia. Wow. So tell us about your team and what's your role there? Okay. So, yep, we've got 12 licensed agents, two transaction coordinators, one marketing consultant. We also own, we started our own nationally certified interior staging and design company, our own landscaping company, our own power washing company. So there's about 20 and 20 team members overall, 12 of which, 12 of which are licensed realtors. Wow. That's incredible. And, and so from start to finish, 
what kind of timeline are you talking about? Because that's quite a team. Ta- like timeline with respect to what do you mean? Just from when you started building a team oh, okay. and to now. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of started in real estate. I, when I first, so I was in the Marine Corps. When I first got out of the Marine Corps, I bought my first two investment properties and started building that up. And I was actually a government employee as well. So over time, I just felt that the level of service that I was used to getting from realtors that I would hire to buy and then sell, you know, renovated properties, I always felt something was missing. And, you know, my, my wife in her infinite wisdom one day told me to, to stop complaining and just go get the, my license and do it myself. So I'm a pretty analytical guy. So as I was going through these, these processes of buying homes and, and selling homes from the, from the, the capacity of a real estate agent, I would map out the process and I would always look to refine that process and make it a little bit better. Well, over time, I had friends and family reach out to me and essentially say, Matt, I know you don't do residential real estate, but can you help me out? So I said, no, absolutely. Just know that I'm probably different than anybody you've ever worked with. So let you know that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And and I think they like that. So then they would tell their friends and family who would then tell their friends and family. And there quickly came a day that um, I looked at my my schedule and my ability to help people in real estate was inhibited by my government job. So I fired the government and I decided to do this full time. And things <laughs> have just taken off since. Wow. And when was that? So I've, when did you fire the government? I fired the government in 2017. The only thing I regret is not doing it sooner. So every day has been an absolute blessing since then. So, you know, I, I had a lot of people tell me I was crazy. And, you know, so I'm glad I'm crazy because I, I love the life I wake up to every day now. That's insane. I mean, you in a little three years, you have created a business with 20 team members and 12 licensed agents of those 20, that's quite incredible growth for that amount of time. Well, I mean, I I appreciate the compliment and I, and to be honest, you know, it's our success and our growth is, is attributed as much to everybody on the team as, as it is me. I think um, just during that period of time when, when I was building these processes out and building them around the client experience because I was really working for myself. So I wanted a great experience if, if I was my own re- realtor. And I just sort of took that, that mindset and model and copied it and pasted it to just helping everybody, every client we have. So the good thing is, you know, everybody on this team is, you know, has fully adopted that, that mindset, this service centric approach. And I, all of our success is really derived from making our clients experience as best as we possibly can. And then, so we don't focus much on on the marketing and, you know, a whole lot of mail outs or flyers or shopping cart. We just figure if we put all of our our heart and soul into our our clients experience, they just go out and become walking billboards for us. And we've really adopted that model, which is great as far as, you know, our operating cost is, is a lot lower because, you know, our marketing dollars, we don't put a whole lot into, into marketing, but we do put a lot of ourselves into each transaction. And I think that has contributed to, you know, our growth. You know, we did 275 transactions that last year in 2020, you know, about $64 million in volume. And I think the way we got there was not really caring about the money or the number. We weren't even cognizant of what we did until we were told we were getting an award all of our data metrics and the way we track our success is based on client feedback. 
And that's the only thing we really care about. And we treat, you know, money and commissions and, you know, awards as, as just a byproduct. I love that. What was the award? Go ahead and share that. So we've got, uh, so we just earned the Remax Hall of Fame award. We're also two years in a row now, a recipients of the, the, Di- the Diamond Team Award, which is the highest team award. And then we'll be going to Orlando, Florida next month to accept both of those at the, at the Remax award ceremonies in Orlando. That's awesome. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Because I know you say it's a byproduct, but it is also, I think it's always rewarding to be validated and to know that your hard work and your dedication to serve your clients well in a way has been recognized by your peers. And so congratulations. I think that's amazing. I'm thinking about though, a new agent that may be listening to the podcast and you say, don't spend a lot of money on marketing and it's the service that you're providing to your clients. And because of that, they're returning to you or they are, they're telling you and referring you to, to family and friends. So what did you do when you were brand new? I mean, somehow, I mean, if you, you could have had the greatest service in, in, you know, in the the world, but if people don't know about you, how did you get that ball rolling in that direction? Okay. Yeah. Great question. So at the time I was working for the government and I would just bring it up in, in conversations with folks. You know, one thing that I did was, and this isn't necessarily marketing, I, I guess maybe loosely, but on my way in. So in the morning, I would go to the gym in the morning, then I would drive into work, but I would always stop by Dunkin' Donuts and I would get, you know, I would get an ice, an iced coffee and a turkey bagel. But I, I would pay for the, the car behind me. So when I went up to the window, I'd say, you mind if I pay for the car behind me? And then I would hand them a business card and then just say, could you just give them this? So for, you know, $2.24 plus or minus a dollar, you know, I had people reach out and say thank you. And, you know, I got a couple of clients that way. But I would just always look for opportunities to have conversations with people. More personal, though, you know, just, you know, talking to strangers at, at a restaurant or talking to the waitress or the waiter, or if you're meeting new people, I would just try to work in a normal conversation because one thing that, I, that I've that i never wanted to do and I, I still haven't done to this to this day is, you know, what I, what I call cheesy marketing. Just because mm-hmm. I think it devalues what, you know, if you've got really good intentions and you really want to take care of people, that is best conveyed through a conversation. I love that. And I love the Dunkin' Donuts idea. I mean, I mean, obviously it's just, it's prospecting. Everyone has to prospect in some form or another, whether that's through your referrals and your past clients, or it's just the person in line behind you at Dunkin' Donuts or having a conversation with someone. Obviously everybody's created differently. We're not going to all do the same thing, but in some way we're prospecting. And so, and so from that, obviously it got the ball rolling and then you decided to fire the government and move on. So I think that's amazing. So you've told us, I mean, about the great volume and did you have this great business plan from the very beginning or do you feel like it was just organic and as things went along, you realized the things that were needed in the market with your clients? I mean, kind of how did that come about? That's a great question. And I often think of that. I think Part of it was I just got really lucky. Really lucky, you know. Ultimately, it all it all it's all derived from my wife to t- you know telling me to stop complaining and just get my real estate license. So <laughs> I mean, all all of the success really comes from her. But I think um, I realized as 
as I was kind of building out these these unique processes for when I both procure a property and sell a property and building them out in such a way that was in my best interest, I was unknowingly shining a light on, you know, I think that the industry as a whole has kind of gotten away from the service centric model because we are a customer service industry. You know, we really, it should be our, our objective every day and, and with every client, every transaction to facilitate as as great of an experience as we can. And and I unknowingly was doing that in a selfish capacity. I wanted every time I bought an investment property to be a great experience for me. And then I wanted every time I sold the, you know a property to be a great experience for me. And again, I just took that mindset and model and applied it to, to clients. And I think it's really resonated with people. You know, unfortunately, and you know this this is with you know many industries because real estate is a, a great industry if you're looking to make money. The problem is, I think folks forget that you know there are a lot of realtors out there. There's a lot of competition, and when you're a new agent getting into, because I kind of stumbled in as a new agent, and you know the key to to the success was you know, I was initially selfish. I was trying to create a process that was a great experience for myself because that's who I was representing. And I'll be honest, all the agents on my team, there's not one person that's been licensed for over four years. And it's not that I don't want, you know, experienced real estate agents. I just want people that have an open mind and an open heart and are willing to sort of go out at what a lot of folks to be perceived risk and adopt my mindset that you have to put people before your pockets. And if you can do that, if you can if you can always operate in your client's best interest, money will be a byproduct, but it should never be the reason why you wake up in the morning. I love that. People before your pockets. I, I love that little phrase. So s- tell us some of the ways that you feel like your team exhibits that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, when we look at the process, for instance, this is a good example. So for every listing that we take on at no cost to our clients, we have the house power wash, we do landscaping, we do staging, we get, and we get professional photos and, you know, and we have a, a marketing consultant on the team dedicated to marketing the property. All of those activities are in the best interest of our clients and at no cost to us. Wow. So you're power washing the house, you're landscaping and you're staging, you said, and professional photos. Is the staging included in that? Yes, ma'am. So so what I did was when I, and again, I, I took a business model from my investment property company. And so, you know, you have to understand that the way people buy homes these days is from their phone or tablet or laptop. So the online posture of your listing has to exceed that of, of all your competition. So if you've got, say, a house with a bunch of algae and you know dirt on the side of it, it's not going to show well online or in person. If you've got, a, if your yard, if the grass is real tall, or you've got weeds growing up, or you know hedges that need to be trimmed, that's going to be conveyed in the in the photos as well as you know at the showing when people come on site. If it's a vacant, you know, if it's a, say it's a, it's an empty property or if it's lived in, if it doesn't photo, if the inside doesn't photograph well, or when people show up on site, if it doesn't look good during the walkthrough, then just the likelihood of someone being interested in making an offer goes down. And of course, that's all wrapped up by having high resolution professional photos taken of the property. And, you know, 
kind of work in this business mindset, what I've what I've done every year is I look back at my previous year's expenses, whatever feature or industry I paid out the most money to, um, that following year I just start my own company. So the first year, mm. you know, the I had the, the highest amount of my expenses were to stagers. Mm. So I looked at it, and it was it was about twenty four thousand dollars I paid out to stagers. So the next year, I just started for eight thousand dollars. I just started my own company that got me a trailer, inventory, and a couple little you know yard signs, and it got my LLC stood up. So that is continuing to grow. Then the next year after that was landscaping. I paid a bunch of money to landscapers. So for a, a quarter of you know my previous annual cost, I was able to just start my own landscaping company. So I'm in current talks with I've got what's called an MOA, a memorandum of agreement, with a power washer right now. Well. That's power washing is, is our, was our biggest expense in, in 2020. So I'm going to buy out the power washer. I'm just going to buy the company from them. And then the next year after that, it's probably going to be a photographer. So I'll, we'll probably just start our own residential photography company. So it's incremental and it's intentional and it actually saves us money and it allows us to offer these services at no cost to our clients. So our, let's say our net proceeds from each sale might not be as much as other agents. But from that, we operate in, in volume, you know, one that demands, you know, having a, a rapidly growing real estate team just to keep up with the volume. And again, that's without marketing. That's just word of mouth. That's great client experiences that are going around and telling everybody that they know who, you know, who brings up the, a conversation about real estate that you have to use my realtor or my team. We love it when they say my team, because, you, you know, if you get one of us, you get all of us. So, you know, sure. while other, you know, instead of investing a bunch of marketing dollars and commercial ads, because they're going to get very expensive, you know, $20,000, $30,000. Why not just care for, you know, care harder for free? I love that. So you're not building anything extra in your commission, in your price for these services at all? No, ma'am. So we do, we do 5% listing commissions. You know, we, we do a two and a half, two and a half split on average, like that's our normal rate. So we're slightly less than a lot of other agents who do a 6%, you know, total commission three and three. So we're a percent lower. We offer more than, than anybody else. There's nobody that does what we do. And I truly believe that's just because we, we care harder and our level of commitment is, is unparalleled. And what we like to see, and that's not to beat anybody out. So I think that's really worth mentioning. We, we're, we're not here to beat out other agents. We're here to establish a new standard and kind of lay the pathway to success. I think if anybody looks at our team model, they can easily replicate what, what they do. You know, I'm not saying go out and start all these companies day one. What I'm saying is, sure. you know, start with start with your heart and then, you know, be smart about the money and invest in yourself. You know, there, to me, there's no better investment than, than yourself and your, your team. So, you know, we're smart about, you know, our income and, and our, our operating costs but we also, we kind of set the standard. It started in Southern, we call it ink blot expansion. So we've started the, the standard in Southern Maryland and we're expanding into new counties and new cities and you know new parts of the state. Now we're going from Maryland to Virginia and with the hopes not to beat anybody out, but to, so people can see what works in this new model that we're creating and it makes them better because it makes the, in, the industry better. We don't compete against real estate agents. It doesn't matter what if you work for a different brokerage or, you know, we're not in competition with each other. We're on the same team. We look at, you know, we look at Zillow as the enemy. We look at other real estate agents as our teammates. 
regardless of what brokerage they work for. But it's the lack, it's the lack of customer service that has allowed Zillow to enter into our operating space. And if you really want to protect the industry of being a, a real estate professional, we need to start conducting ourselves as such. Yeah, I love that because I think sometimes it's just because the age I am, but I'm so much about the professionalism and the expertise and the high level of service provided. But I love, I just want to say the fact that you analyzed your business and you looked at where are we spending the most money and then that's where we're going to start our own company. I love the logic behind that and it makes so much sense. And I often say on the podcast that numbers don't lie and they don't. I mean, and so what you did is you looked at your numbers and those numbers, that was information for you. So what are your plans? I mean, what do you feel like the future looks like for you? So in doing this and really like, you know, real estate has given me an opportunity. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I was not the, the most uh, empathetic person, you know, up until I became a realtor and really like adopted this model. Our plans for the future. And once we realized, you know, how much this industry needs a more compassionate and empathetic model we always look for opportunities to to raise the operational standard of what it means to be a real estate professional. So there's a great book that our team has read collectively and that we've really adopt, adopted. It's called The Infinite Game. It's by a great author by the name of Simon Sinek. And in the book, what it what it basically describes is that, you know, and what we believe it to be is real estate is an infinite game. It was here before any of us any of us became realtors. It'll be here after we're all gone. We have the privilege to operate in this space. There's no winner. There's no score. There are loosely written rules that not everybody adheres to equally. So our only objective is to appreciate our, our time operating and you know playing this game and you know with the hopes of making it a little bit better by the time you know we step aside. So, you know, we've kind of started thinking on a bigger scale than just our, our local market in our state, right? So we've proven our model. We, we know that we can make the industry better. How do we scale that? So one thing that we did was we spent a lot of time really understanding the biggest complaints people have with real estate agents. And top two complaints across the board are one, a lack of communication, and two, a lack of understanding of what the heck is going on in this process. So we really started looking into that. We've, you know, kind of just mind mapping ways to, to fix it. This is kind of a funny story. So one night I was ordering pizza on the internet and I went to, and I ordered a pizza from Domino's online. And this beautiful thing popped up in front of me, referred to as the Domino's pizza tracker. Whereas it'll tell you, you know, we've received your order. Your pizza is being prepared. It's in the oven. It's being boxed up and it's out for delivery. And I said, well, that's it. That's what we need in real estate. So what I did was I started mapping out uh, basically a, a website or a platform that does that, mapping it out of my mind and taking notes. And then luckily, two of my best friends are are just brilliant uh, software Nerds. computer engineers. Yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better term. One, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But, well, bo- both of which work for 
very, very well-known tech companies. So I told him my Good idea. Good friends to have. Great friends to have. So I told him the idea and I told him, you know, why it would be successful. And I, and I said, I'd, I'd like for us to start putting this together. So we did, we started brainstorming it out. One, one of my friends is, you know, a brilliant uh, software engineer. He started typing the code, the ones and zeros, as I refer to it. So we kind of operated in a beta and then it started coming to life. And next thing I, I knew we were, we were filing for, you know, to establish our limited liability company. And then, so next month we'll be bringing to market uh, Property Wand is the name of the company. And what it is, it's a, so it's a real estate tracking tool that allows the real estate agent to, when they start a new transaction, it's 100% reflective of that contract. And it, it takes you from ratification to settlement and you can track every activity, but every activity is applicable to that contract. A lot of these platforms, they just have a bunch of broad activities. And if it's applicable, then you do it. If it's not applicable, you just hit the delete button. So these are tailored to the actual contract. But that wasn't really good enough because that did not address the communication as well as you know the client's understanding of the process. So on the on the client end of the platform, we have the pizza tracker. Well, and you know, in this case, it's it's the home tracker. Right. So we built up, you know, a buyer's process, a seller process. So it's got eat all the major mod- milestones with each respective process, every activity required to complete each milestone, the associated due date of each activity. It's the associated status, whether you're on time, due soon, past due, who the responsible party is. Is it, you know, if, if say you're working with sellers, is it the, is it, the seller's responsibility, the listing agent's responsibility, the title company's responsibility. And then we pull all parties in. And what we found is not only do clients love it, they absolutely love it because at any time, whether they're at work or just driving around and they're thinking, you know, what's going on with this transaction? Because people tend to get a little bit stressed, right? You know, a lack of knowledge yeah. usually translates to, you know, stress. And our job is to really mitigate, if not eradicate, absolutely. stress in the process. So when they can real time go and look at on property wand and see exactly where they are in their respective real estate transaction, they love it. And then real realtors love it too. Because one thing that I used to push before the existence of property wand is we need to over communicate with our clients. So, you know, when I first started every Sunday, I would call it sit rep Sunday. So sit rep is an acronym for situation report. It's uh, something I learned in the Marine Corps. So I'll do sit rep Sunday, whereas I would type a lengthy email with every one of my active clients on the exact uh, the exact status of their respective transaction. Well, that was pretty easy when I had five. Then when I got mm-hmm. to 50, it started taking a bunch of time. Then when I got to 500, it was impossible. So right. the other great thing about it service is- goes- I, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, you've got 500 now. You can't keep that level of service up because you've got so much volume going on. Right now, now I'm yeah. Then I'm hurting the industry. Now I'm lowering lowering right. the expectations that people have in real estate professionals. Right. So, so the the thing that that real estate that I love about it that that all all my team members. So right now, only the Fidelis Group, my my real estate team, is using it because we're perfecting the platform before we make it available to everybody else. But the reason why we love it is it frees up so much of our time. And it's not, we don't rely on that to, to communicate with, with the clients. It's just 
the tone and scope of our communication with clients is vastly different. So instead of calling them and telling them you need to do this or emails, don't forget to do this, you're behind on this, they know that. The client knows that. They're well aware. So then when we call them, the context of our conversation sounds a lot more like, hey, I just want to call and see how you're doing. You know, how are you feeling this week? How are your stress levels? You know, were you able to find those documents or, you know, how's the family feeling? It's a personal conversation. It's not directive. It's not administrative in nature. It's compassionate. So it frees up our time to have more compassionate conversations with our clients. And we, li- and we leave the admin to the platform. So we don't ever forget, you know, we don't ever look over or, or, or go without doing required activities. Our clients always know what's going on. And of course, they have the ability to call us. If, if they don't understand a certain activity or if they got a question, they'll call about that one activity. And then we'll answer the question. But and we, of course, we, we're doing the math. We're starting to collect the data. But each uh, person that, on our team, each realtor that's using property once is saving about two hours a day, two man hours a day or woman hours a day. Wow. And that's just, and you know, answering that's, phone calls, you know, if, that's amazing. If you're working at volume, right? If you think about it, if you're working at volume, yeah. your clients, if they don't know what's going on, they're going to call you. And you're going to have anywhere from a 30 yeah. second to a 30 minute conversation with every one of them. And that's good. Yeah. You should make yourself available. But if we can answer those questions immediately without you having to take two hours of each day to have those conversations, then you can reallocate your time to better serving your clients, not in, a, in an administrative capacity, but more in an empathetic and compassionate capacity. Yeah, through more of a relational situation. I love that. So, but you do plan to make this available to other agents? Yes, ma'am, 100%. So this is my opportunity to raise the operational standard of real estate professionals on a global scale. So, you know, in this infinite mindset, this is how I make the game better before I depart. So, you know, but also I don't, I'm also, you know, business minded. I've got a family, I got to take care of people. And I, and I'm, you know, I own a couple of companies. I, I do have an entrepreneurial mindset, but I'm only going to charge realtors $20 a month. So if you think about it this way, if you save two hours a day on average, if you, and your opportunity cost is say 50 bucks an hour. So it pays for itself in a day. Absolutely. But not only that, but the, the service that you're giving your client improves that those clients will recommend you to other people which means that your business grows and it grows the right way and it grows for the right reasons because you deserve that business. Right. I love that. So Property Wand, when do you think this will be available for other agents? So our, um, so we're finishing up the commercials now and, um, and some, of the, some of the tutorials. It's very, it's very easy to use, very intuitive, but we anticipate uh, going live on this product on March 20th. Oh, wow. That's great. That's soon and awesome. And I know that agents are going to want to know how to get more information about that, which we'll put in the notes of the podcast, but go ahead and share that. Yeah. So um, you can go to propertywand.com, propertywand.com. And we named it that because we think it's magic. So if you go to propertywand.com, it'll put you on a landing site that it's not accessible just yet. But uh, hopefully on March 20th or sooner, you know, that link will become available and you'll be able to go to the full website that'll have, you know, we've got um, the commercials that we're building. We're working with a company so as to capture screencast and show you exactly how, how it operates and show you the tool and how smooth it is and how intuitive it is. So that way, you know, and then, of course, your 
it's a 30 day, everybody gets a 30 day free trial just because we we're so confident in it. And once you start using it, we know that we've got, you know, we've got you as, as clients for life on or before March 20th, propertywand.com. And we just want to make agents the best version of their professional selves, whether that's be day-to-day tasking, not forget anything, better client communication, business growth, start your own team, you know, join us in this effort. That's why I say, I don't care what, if you're a realtor, I don't care what brokerage you're with, we are on the same team. And this is my way of helping out my realtor brother and sister teammates just to be better. And for, you know, for a very low cost, you know, I could have probably sold this for more money, a larger subscription, made more money, but it's not about that. It's just, you know, I want to cover our carrying costs, grow a business, but make, make the industry better. So this is my way of leaving the game better than I found it. Yeah, I love that. And oh, yeah, you definitely could have charged more money for it, no doubt. But, and, but I get that. And I I think it's, I say it often on the podcast, I think that generous people, people that are willing to give and invest in other people are the ones that typically are very successful. It's just it's amazing to me, top producers that are willing to come on our podcast and they're willing to share and help other people grow, be encouraged in their business and and for nothing. You know, there's there's no promise to you. There's no guaranteed benefit to you in taking your time and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and the things you've learned from your experience. And but yet I believe you'll be blessed and because you were willing to give. And it's just, it's a principle of generosity that I see so fulfilled in people that are willing to give to others without any guarantee of anything in return. So kudos to you. But with that said, there's one thing that I'm really am surprised about, and I'd love you to give the reasoning and clarification. You said you only charge a 5% commission on those residential listings. Is there a reason that you're not at the market standard and that that you've come in lower than that? So I am very cognizant of uh, my opportunity cost. So I dig deep into, you know, especially if you're in today's, if we think about in today's environment where everything is so automated, you're texting people, you're putting up, you know, you're using the MLS, you're, you're emailing, you're getting elect, you're obtaining electronic signatures right? So your opportunity cost spent on each transaction is not what it was 10 years ago, just, and that's derived from technology. So what was fair and justified last, you know, you know, 10, 20 years ago, isn't that way, isn't that way today, but it's also a blessing because yes, we charge a little bit more, but we utilize technology to our, to our advantage so that we can service much, you know, much more people. Our, our client base is, you know, on, on any given day, we've got 40, uh, 40 you know, uh, ratified contracts between buyers and sellers and, you know, hundreds of, of active clients that are either we're in discussions on preparations for listings or, you know, we're actively searching for, for properties. You know, a lot of our meeting times are, especially in this COVID era, we can, we can conduct listing appointments over Zoom. So I just... I, I charge what I believe is fair. And that's just for, for, for me and, and our team and our model. With, with our use of technology, we, we charge what is fair. 
that's a fair answer. I mean, it's you're saying you are content and you feel like there's enough profit in that for you at 5% and you're content with that. It doesn't have to be because in all honesty, the services that you're providing, I think you could charge above the fair market standard, but you've chosen this is this is enough. And I think that's a great you know, question for all of us sometimes to answer is what is enough for us? And when is enough enough? I mean, why do we always have to have more, more, more? So what a great discipline in you, your business and an example to others. And I, I think that's very interesting and, and awesome. What do you feel like? Yeah, there, oh, there's so many questions that I want to ask you. This has been a, a full interview. We don't have a lot of time, but I know your role has to be so different now. Leading this team, how do you feel like your life looks so different? What are you delegating and who is doing what for you in your team concept from what you would have done as a, a solo realtor? So, you know, one thing that I always say, so it's interesting. I, 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 when I started real estate, I started on a team as a you know brand new realtor, brand new team member. And um, I'm so glad I did because that team, in my opinion, was ran so poorly. It taught me <laughs> so many fantastic lessons on what not, what not to, to do. do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how it feels to be taken advantage of. So everybody mm-hmm. on my team understands that I work for them. Nobody works for me. I work for everybody on this team. And then they work with each other. There's no hierarchy. We do have communication hierarchies, just given our structure and our construct. But I work for every individual. And, you know, my job is to, whether it's, you know, refining our our processes and, and how we conduct things by staffing up. So I've got a dedicated transaction coordinator that represents our buyer clients and a dedicated transaction coordinator that represents our seller clients. We have marketing consultants. It's how do I identify ways to, to help you succeed. So for the sake of this conversation, I'll say my team, but it's really our team. But, you know, the, the expectation of when you join the Fidelis group is that you need to leave someday. What I want to do is I want to take junior agents or younger agents or, or inexperienced agents or folks that lack confidence or folks that have the right heart, but not don't know the right process And I want to build them up and I want you to leave this team and go start your own real estate team. So at no point will I ever get, will I ever inhibit you from gaining the knowledge and confidence needed to go out on your own. You know, this is just a stepping stone for folks. I think in a lot of other team constructs there, it's built around, you know, making money off people. And uh, that's not the case for for this one, and I'm and I'm not judging anybody else's model. This is I'm just speaking the way that I've built this. I want to take people that you know, give them a home, give them the right direction, give them the right skills, and give them the confidence and you know the business to go out and, and start their own team because that's the how I change the industry. If I just create my own team, then I'm kind of stuck here. But you know, if the folks that leave this team to go start their own carry with them you know, the mindset and the heart that we have here, then it's going to grow at a rate that I would never able to do by myself with one team. So I fully support that to the point where it's an expectation. I want you to always, I want the the vibe on the team and the family that you'll always want to stay, but you know, you got, you got bigger things. You've got the confidence in yourself and you know, you can go do bigger things and kind of help with this, you know, this mindset of fixing the industry. So 
you know, we're just a stepping stone. We're, you know, we're, we're a temporary home for folks, but the expectation is you need to go, you need to go make magic on your own with our full support, no hard feelings. We'll support you. I mean, we're still family just when you go start your team. So I'm super excited. You know, we're, we're only a year and a half. This team's only been around for a year and a half, but we've done some incredible things. Number one, number one team in the brokerage where I think we might be the uh, top 1% in the, in the state. And it's a mindset thing. And I, and I want folks to spend some time, really understand and believe that this mindset is the future and then go and, and adopt that and start your own team and practice it and grow on your own. Go, you know, and, and do so with, with all of our support. That's what I'm most excited about. I cannot wait for the first member of the Fidel's group to start, go start their own team. I'll buy all the merch, whatever your, whatever your team name is. I will have all the merch. I will, I will favorite all of your pictures and I'll subscribe to all of your social. And uh, I'll just basically be a fanboy for, you know, every team that, that stems from the Fidelis group. Cause it's, it's just expansion. Um, well, you're going to feel you know, like a grandchild, like you have a grandchild, you know, your child yeah, went out and gave birth to some, and I think that's such an incredible mindset. So many people are so caught up in competition and the fact that to have a healthy team and to understand sometimes people do grow beyond and they're going to move on and to have that mentality that you're going to support them. And there may be a gap, but as long as you hold on to that person and you don't let them grow, you're also preventing someone else from coming in. You know, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a dedicated Christian and I, I just very much believe that God has a plan and a, a purpose for our lives. And sometimes we want to constrict that. And when it's time to grow and to move on, there's somebody else that's been in preparation to come in and take that space. And if we keep that from prohibit that from happening, we, you know, we're just penalizing ourselves in so many areas because we're not allowing that new person that is supposed to come in and probably would bring something else to the table. But it's, I love the mindset that you have on that. And it's, that's such a healthy mindset. What is your biggest challenge right now? So my biggest challenge right now, I'd say is finding agents. So I have a lot of realtors that, that want to be part of this team but my challenge is, is finding the right fit. Right. Mm. So, you know, I, I, we always refer to their team as like uh, as a real estate jambalaya because we're just a bunch of random ingredients that for some reason that don't seem like they should go together. But when you put us all together, it, it just makes sense. Yeah. So it's finding people that share because we weed folks out real quick. You know, we, we don't have a very high attrition rate, but we're not scared to let folks go. You know, we get through that honeymoon phase really quick and we're able to, to you know, understand if, if people are really, if they have the heart to just put the client first. The biggest challenge is getting folks that are willing to go out at risk and not be focused on the money and have 100% of your focus beyond the client. And that's the only reason why I accept these awards and we accept these awards because they're just tangible proof that that it works. Sure. If you you know when Absolutely. you look at the wall and you see everything and you know the magazine articles and the plaques and all all the things, we could care less. You know, we we throw these in the dumpster if they didn't serve as proof for new people to have faith in the model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much good information, and I I could ask you ten more questions just right now off the top of my head, but our time is winding up, and so maybe we can do a part two at some point and bring you back because I'd love to know more 
you know, I feel like the real estate world is at such a peak right now. And I'm wondering how everyone is preparing for the future. And, you know, you can't stay at the very top of the mountain forever. You know, it's some, you know, there's always those peaks and valleys. And I'm wondering how, you know, would love to have that kind of conversation with you as well. But one thing that I do want to ask you, and this is just a very simplistic question, but in your power washing, landscaping, staging, are those things that you, do you provide those services for other people as well? Or is that only for your company? Yes. Yeah, so um, we are available to anybody, anybody that wants them. And it's okay. just our clients get it for free. So our agents pay for it. It's basically at cost. They, they, they cover the cost of material and a little bit of labor. There's no profit derived from what we charge our team members. Now, if you know, we make our services available to other realtors, to just people that want to power wash. So we do treat it outside of this team and, and our clients as a business, right? It's, it generates profit. But sure. in the capacity of our team, we, we operate in a break in a break even construct. Yeah. Awesome. Matt, if, thank if, you so much. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to leave one comment because I, I, I really want to share this with everybody and, I, and anybody that's listening. So you had you know, said that you know, every, everybody's doing well right now. You know, the market's going good. Everybody's doing great. I think it should be everybody's goal to start posturing because, you know, real estate, like, like the economy, like all things, there are ebbs and there are flows, there are highs and there are lows. Right. The, the number one metric that, that all real estate professionals should be cognizant of is your market share. Don't be yep. focused on volume or money, focus on market share. Cause if your market share increases and units sold decrease, you can still operate at the same volume. And the best way to increase your market share is to garner the trust of the industry. And the only way to do yes. that is by doing it the right way. So the market will come down as it always has. The deciding factor is what is your market share? Mm, absolutely. Completely 100% agree. Oh, thanks so much, Matt. Tell us again where you are, what your company, just in case anybody has a referral they need to send your way, they'll know how to get in contact with you. And we'll also put it in the notes. Yes, ma'am. So uh, my name is Matt Bergen. I'm the team leader of the Fidelis Group, F-I-D-E-L-I-S Group. It's derived from the Marine Corps motto, Semper Fidelis, which means always faithful. And that's how we feel about our clients. And then the uh, forthcoming game-changing real estate platform is called Property Wand. And you can go to propertywand.com. Go ahead and save it as your favorites in anticipation for it being released on March 20th. Yes, say propertywand.com in your favorites. And thanks a lot, Matt. I really appreciate your time. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate you. Wow. Didn't you just love Matt? He was inspiring and educational and challenged me to just be more generous and think about when enough is enough. So with that, I hope that you really have some great takeaways from this interview that you can implement into your business to be more profitable, to provide better service, to just all around be very happy with where you are and content. And if not, what action steps can you take to get to the place that you really want to be? Whether that is building more business as a solo agent and providing better service, building a team, 
whatever that looks like for you. What are the action steps that you're going to put into place to make that happen? And if you are looking to be coached along the way, just remember coachaprilmack.com. You can find more information about me and how I help agents catapult to the next level. So thank you so much for being a part. We'll have a new episode out in just the next week or two and look forward to you being with us for that. Have a good rest of the week and just uh, be kind, be generous. Maybe you will pay it forward to the person in line behind you at Dunkin' Donuts or wherever you choose to pick up your bagel or coffee, whatever you prefer, and leave your business card with that and see what kind of results you get from that. If nothing else, it'll just make you feel good that you were able to bless someone else. So you be blessed and I will see you on the next episode.